Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, I'm going to break down the difference between mentorship and sponsorship as we think about growing and evolving and becoming the best possible human you possibly can. So if this is something that you're interested in, stick around. I was recently scrolling through LinkedIn and a colleague and friend of mine had shared a great image that had the heading that said, a coach talks to you, a mentor talks with you, and a sponsor talks about you. And then goes on to break down the difference between each of those three categories. And it really caught my attention because in my line of work, I have heard folks talk about having mentors and having sponsors, and which is more productive, which is something that can help advance a career faster, better, stronger, whatever that kind of looks like for you. And so I wanted to dive into that a little bit more and discover for myself, because I really hadn't ever taken the time to read more about it. And so um, this week, I thought that we would talk a little bit about mentorship and sponsorship. And what's the difference between the two? Can you have both? All that sort of stuff. So the image that was shared on LinkedIn, I've uploaded to my freebie. So if you're interested in that image, make sure you check that out. That link is in the show notes or over in my um, Instagram account. But um, just, yeah, I'm excited to kind of unpack this. So as I, and again, the, the link to the article that I used for this um, topic is going to be in the show notes. So you can go and take a look at it a little bit closer and dive into it a little bit more if you're interested. But uh, in this article, it talked about mentorship being the relationship of learning from more seasoned people. So the mentor, right? And that it can really begin as an informal relationship or conversation, but then typically grows into this um, bigger, um, more complex relationship over time. And, you know, you may think about this as something that is a more formal ask. I know that it says it can start informally, and I think about relationships that I have had in terms of informal um, mentor-mentee relationships, maybe at a conference that I've been to, or by connecting with other humans and uh, common interests or, you know, some sort of a program or initiative. And so, um, so that kind of like informal turns into a more formal relationship or can you hear a lot of folks talk about how you have they have asked someone to be their mentor. Um, and so typically as you get to know someone in a mentoring relationship, you realize that you want to uh, be in a relationship where you're learning from that seasoned professional uh more formally, maybe, you know, bringing you along on their past experiences or providing guidance and advice uh, for situations that you might run into. Now, the sponsorship piece is always really interesting to me because 
um, it was described as sort of this phase two of mentorship. So you have a really strong mentor relationship. And now this phase two part is more of a personal investment on the mentor's part of things, right? Um, the mentor is looking at um, the other person's advancement. How are they going to advance in their career or their volunteer role or whatever that kind of looks like? And so um, that mentor, that sponsor is demonstrating self-advocacy to this sponsee, sponsoree, to this mentee, right? To this protege, if you will. And so, um, you know, demonstrating that self-advocacy, how are they asking for things in the workplace? How are they demonstrating navigating a political environment of uh, work or a volunteer role? And the thing that really struck me was that in a sponsorship relationship, the sponsor is mentioning the protege's name when opportunities arise. Right. And so we've seen this quote about, um, you know, uh, be the kind of person that mentions others names even when they're not around. Or I've done not a great job of describing that, but hopefully you understand where I'm going with that. But this is what really stuck out to me. I thought about that meme or that quote as I read that part. You know, they're really bringing that person's name because they have a vote of confidence in them and the sponsor is really um putting their name and their professional branding in line on the line for the protege right for the other person and so you think about if someone asks you oh hey do you know michelle soika i absolutely do what do you think of her i think she's fantastic and then michelle soika goes and like messes things up royally then that, um, you know, that person may not be trusted in what their word is anymore. And so um, if you are putting your personal brand on someone on, but in, you know, your faith, your word to back them up, one, people are asking you for a reason, right? Because you've made a name for yourself. And so they're asking you for your opinion for a purpose and a reason. So one, cool right really cool but two also think about who you're gonna put your name behind right have they done really great work are they a loyal human being um are they working hard you know hustling hard is one of my things i like to say are they um are they doing good stuff that aligns with the values of the organization um, with your personal values, those sorts of things. So making sure that that is something that's being thought through. If you're on the sponsor side of the relationship, and if you're on the protege protege side of the relationship, then you know, are you loyal? Are you being a loyal human? Are you hustling hard? Are you doing stuff that is in line with your personal values and your organization's values and your sponsor's values, right? And so, um, you know, those are things that you want to make sure that you're continuing to consider as you think about a sponsorship relationship. Now, is one better than the other? No, it's what you need and it's what you make of it. 
if you need advancement in your career, then maybe entering into a sponsorship relationship is going to help you advance in your career because that person is going to be able to say, wow, Michelle does really great work around X, Y, and Z. And so your name is going to be brought to conversations in a very different way than if it were a mentor who might just be talking about like, oh, you know, they're in a meeting and like, oh, I need to make sure I mention this to Michelle the next time we meet, right? I want to teach them this sort of thing. So I think that um, neither is better than the other. Both are what you need, what you need when you need it. You know, and this is coming from someone who doesn't have a formal mentor relationship. I have what I call a board of directors. And maybe that's a whole nother topic. Let me know, friends, if you think that that's a whole nother topic. But I've got a board of directors. And depending on what I need is who I go to and who I ask questions to and who I ask for feedback from. And so um, different than my hype squad different than my hype squad, right? But I still have a board of directors that I go to. um, And and I expect and hope to get honest feedback and um, have really honest conversations with them. But it's not like one person or it's not like three people. It is a wide range of people based on life circumstances. So that is... um, again, maybe a whole nother topic, but uh, I think that that's important, right? Like you can have a board of directors and you can have several mentors and you can be in a couple different sponsoring relationships. So, you know, it is what you want. It is what you need. Make of it what you need out of it. As with all the things I talk about, friends, truly, as with all the things that I talk about. So whatever it is you need, and maybe you need to spend some time figuring that out. Um, So think through that. Maybe I'll be able to um, put up a worksheet and help you think through that later this week. If I do, make sure you're following me on social media so that you'll know when I post it. So I'll work on that this week, friends. So a couple of tips, and again, this comes from that article. If you want to dive deeper into it, I strongly encourage you go to the show notes, go to um, my Instagram, and you can find the links there. But um, one of uh, four tips here, one of them, first one is um, you need to identify the relationship, right? Like you need to identify the person that you're looking at either being your sponsor or you sponsoring and look at their performance and their loyalty. Are they aligned with your performance and your loyalty? If you're a sponsor, you don't want someone who is gonna uh, make you look bad, first and foremost, right? Um, And two, you want to you want to align it with your work ethic. If you hustle hard, take initiative, if you are a forward thinker, but you are looking to align yourself with someone who's a little bit more reactive, who is a little bit more laid back in their work ethic, then that may not be a good match for you, right? That just may not be a good match. You may not also have a good match if someone is a job jumper, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with advancing in your career as you see opportunities, as you are presented with opportunities, but there's also something 
about sticking with folks who are loyal, who are loyal to a company, who are loyal to um, an organization or a brand. And so taking a look at that is going to be really important. Um, A second tip is to look for diverse perspectives. And I'm not just talking about like um, sex, gender, racial and ethnic backgrounds. I'm talking about all of those are very important, but also like the mindset and the viewpoint of folks. Are you going to have someone in in this relationship that is going to challenge you? Uh, that is going to make you think outside the box. And this is both from um, a sponsor and a, and a protege standpoint, right? So if someone asks, if you're, in a, if you're a sponsor in a sponsorship relationship and your protege asks you a question and it doesn't make you pause every once in a while, not every time, but makes, makes you pause and say, huh, why do we do it that way? Why does our industry do things like that, right? If, if they don't um, challenge you, then um, maybe there's too much go with the flow, uh, you know, same mentality happening in that relationship. Not a bad thing, but also will it be productive and healthy like you want it to be? Uh, my third tip is um, how do you fill the skills gap? And this is talking about developing growth areas with the protege, right? And so take that resume and and I've told a bazillion people, probably hundreds at this point, literally, but um, that you take your resume and you take a job description of a job that you want to or you aspire to be part of and where are the gaps on your resume and how do you fill those gaps? And you have to be really honest with yourself and with those around you on how to get some of those skills to bring you along. And, um, you know, as a sponsor, you have to help create some of those or do some of the introductions. Now, you're not filling that gap. You are opening the door and paving the way for them. If they want to fill the gap on their resume, if they want to um, fill that skills gap, that's up to them to take advantage of the opportunities, the introductions, the, um, you know, being able to be part of conversations. So, but doing that in tandem is going to be incredibly powerful for the relationship, incredibly important for the relationship as you think about advancing uh, the person and the relationship. And then the fourth tip, and there's many more on the web, on the article that I'm going to share. But the fourth one is to invest, right? You want to endorse the person and advocate for them. You want to help cover when there's a breakdown, right? Like not not like cover up any kind of financial scandal or anything like that, right? But um, but help them save face publicly, right? If they made a mistake, then help them save face uh, more publicly or in front of bosses or whatever. Um, and then, you know, address it on the back end and, and make sure that that is a lesson learned and that that will be something that is learned from. But really making sure that you're investing in them, you're endorsing them to other people, you're advocating for them, especially if there's new ideas coming. Um, and of course, I'm thinking about all of this and communicating about all of this as 
women relationships, but they don't have to just be female-identified relationships in these mentorships and these sponsorships. They absolutely could be a mentor or sponsorship relationship with a man or a non-binary person, right? Like you can absolutely um, have the same thing, but because we're talking about advocating empowering women in my podcast, to me... Um, it makes sense that we are advocating and endorsing other women in these sponsorship relationships. One fun fact that I found that I wanted to share before I wrap this up, though, is that um, these relationships, it's really important to make sure that you understand who you're getting in relationship with, right? Like, who are you going to um, stake your personal professional brand art. Who are you going to advocate for? Who are you going to bring their name to the table? Uh, because um, 73% of relationships um, break down due to failure to inspect and vet protégés, right? So if you're entering into mentor relationships that may potentially evolve into a sponsorship relationship. Make sure you really know who this person is and that you want to spend time, your time, investing in them, endorsing them, advocating for them, cheerleading for them, and encouraging them because um, that's a high rate of breakdown, not failure, but a high rate of breakdown. And so you just want to make sure that you know what you're getting into and they know what they're getting into in any sort of a sponsorship or mentorship relationship with you. My friends, I I hope you learned something. I thought this was so interesting as I learned a little bit more myself. It made me think about some of my relationships uh, that I'm in and some, um, sponsorship opportunities either that I can create or that I want to be part of. And so hopefully this has your wheels turning a little bit and you're thinking about how you can lift up other women or how you can ask to be lifted up yourself. So friends, thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'm so grateful that you continue to tune in and follow along um, with this journey. For this week's affirmations, I'm done apologizing for spending time on myself. I'm done apologizing for asking for formal, uplifting, encouraging relationships with other women. And this one's for you. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out there and have an incredible week. Do the amazing things that I know you're capable of because you are amazing. And remember, if you like this episode, if you love this podcast, make sure you go out there, like, follow, and share. Take a screenshot of this episode or any episode that you are re-listening to. I've got some new followers out there, so be sure to screenshot these episodes that um, hit you in a certain sort of way and inspire you to do great things. I would love for you to share out there in the world. And friends, I'm on Facebook now, too just created the Facebook group. I'm done apologizing. So if you're on Facebook, head on over there. Find me at I'm done apologizing. If you're on Instagram, go find me at at done dot apologizing.
I am always looking for my next great guest. I've had some incredible guests already so far, and I want to listen to and interview and talk with more incredible, amazing humans. So if you have a recommendation, and maybe it's you, make sure that you fill out the link in my profile in the show notes. I want to hear who you want to hear from. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this. And I'm here for you.